crazy ending to the game. You know, it was back and forth, like the entire series. And you think it's going to go to overtime. I think, I think Philly tied it. And then the Raptors got the ball. And there was like, I don't know how many seconds, maybe four or five seconds left on the clock when they inbounded the ball. You're thinking it's going to go to overtime. But you're just hoping for, for a miracle, I guess. And they get the miracle. I kind of got the dates a little bit messed up to start. I thought that the anniversary was Sunday because I was looking at my Snapchat stories, right? And, you know, on that day that they won the championship, um, it was pretty late in the evening when I posted um, the stories onto Snapchat. And um, when I looked at my memories, they all said June 14th. So I thought that it was Sunday coming up, right? Not, not Saturday. But then I realized that all of the stories that I uploaded were past midnight. Oh, yeah. They're past midnight. So they were actually, they did actually play the game on the 13th. But all of my stories were uploaded on the 14th. So kind of rushing this episode a little bit. Uh, we're filming this on Friday night, 8 p.m. And got to get this up tomorrow. So it should be interesting. Um, but uh, no, we got this. I'll be able to edit. Uh, tonight hopefully get this thing up by sometime in the afternoon tomorrow um yeah you know sleep schedule is pretty messed up these days so i don't really need to sleep uh and i'll be good to go um well there you and, go exactly uh anyways welcome back to unlimited episode number three got some guests rayon Yusuf, tyler moore uh from huntsville and from oakville ontario how are you guys doing today how have you guys been throughout this quarantine um i'll go first i guess (laughs) i mean i haven't really had much to do during quarantine but just uh i've been trying to keep busy a lot of a lot of playstation uh trying to get outside a little bit just hanging out uh weather's getting a bit better but honestly not too much on my end so just hanging out nice Tyler, what do you got going on? Oh, I've been working a bit. I started working um, beginning of May and been working since then um, full time, which is nice going into an office, um, just a couple other people. So it's nice to stay busy during the day. And then um, besides that, trying to get outside a bit, I've gone golfing a couple times and um, yeah, yeah, just got my xbox working again and i've been playing that a bit and yeah you guys see the new ps5 that came out speaking of video games <laughs> yeah i've seen a lot of the uh the memes on instagram yeah. about it. <laughs> so definitely an interesting look to it um yeah. still i still got that xbox 360 tyler rayon finding <laughs> oh, out wow. some nhl 15 when it's i get the chance. you gotta upgrade <laughs> yeah I'm, uh, i don't know we'll see uh, yeah i don't really, I don't the really need the console. you guys bought me for my birthday back oh yeah in oh yeah <laughs> grade nine i think that was oh yeah i remember yeah. that yeah yeah i remember it because like we slept over that night too right and yeah i think uh me and i think it was arib we we got up super early and we we're like playing some like nhl <laughs> i don't know what what it was but we were like i think it was 15 it was 15 yeah, that, that was fun. Fun times. Yeah. Um, speaking of fun times, 
what this episode is about. Kind of teased it a little bit out the, at the top. Uh, the Toronto Raptors, they are approaching their one-year championship anniversary. Um, by the time this is up, it will be that day. So we're, we are celebrating their one-year championship anniversary on this episode. Looking, looking back at what was a terrific, uh, monumental season that they had. So, um, yeah, when I was, like, doing my notes for, for this, like, it's just really cool to look back at um, some of the moments that were um, so, so special for, for this team and this country. And, you know, some small moments that, that happened that became big moments in the end, like, like the laugh, the Kawhi laugh that happened way back at the opening press conference when they introduced him as a Toronto Raptor. It all comes back in the end at the parade. Small things like this that made their championship season that much more special. So I made a lot of notes here. I made a little bit of a timeline of what we can go through. Um, let's, start, let's start way back. Let's start before the season actually started. Um, throughout the Raptors' history, you know, they, they didn't have too much playoff success up until you know, this, this past season, I guess you could say. A couple of berths in the Eastern Conference Finals, but um, not, much, not much else. Um, let's start at the, uh, at the trade. I think that was probably the biggest sign that the Raptors are really trying to push for that NBA championship. Um, everybody knows what we're talking about, the Kawhi Leonard uh, trade uh, that unfortunately, or I don't know, it sent DeMar DeRozan to the San Antonio Spurs. Um, I guess just, just off the top, what was going through your minds? Where were you guys, first of all, when this trade went down? And what were your first thoughts and reaction to it? Let's go with Rayon. I'll, 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 right. I'll say you can speak. Kind of knew with the whole podcast thing, but um, <laughs> I was, I remember... I was at home, saw the news on Instagram. And I mean, my first reaction was I was actually kind of disappointed, you know, because I like DeRozan. You know, I've been watching Raptors basketball for, you know, like five years, I would say. And he was there that whole time. He was probably our best player. Um, he took us obviously to the Eastern Conference final that one year. But I mean, just the fact that it would be a one-year rental for Kawhi and giving up a guy like DeRozan, I was pretty hurt, you know, because I didn't, I didn't think at all we would win. So the fact that that happened, yeah, I, didn't, I don't know. I just, I wasn't pleased with it at first, but I guess, I guess it worked out. Tyler, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't even really remember where I was. I was probably at home, but I remember seeing the news, and I mean, obviously. Um, I was a bit disappointed seeing DeRozan go because he was the biggest part of the Raptors. I mean, it's for me, it's debatable whether him or Lowry was our best player. I would say maybe DeRozan was our best player, but Lowry was probably our most valuable player um, mm -hmm. during the last couple of years. Um, so it was sad to see him go. And being even a basketball fan and knowing I like to think quite a bit about the NBA, you, I feel like Kawhi Leonard was probably one of the most under rated under the radar stars just because he's such a low-key guy 
Um, and then San Antonio is not the biggest market. So I honestly didn't know that much about him. I'd seen when he won the MVP the year the Spurs won, and I thought, hey, he must be pretty good. But I didn't know that much about him. Um, I knew he was a good player, but I didn't know how good and just how much of a difference he was going to make. Um, but I thought it was a deal that needed to happen. I think I don't think DeRozan and Lowry, as good as they were together, were good enough to take us to the next level. Um, I think DeRozan just kind of showed a few times that he, he might not be the most clutch person. You want to put the ball in his hands at the end of a clutch postseason game. So I think it was a necessary move to make to get someone in who can play better defense and rise up in those clutch moments for us. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that Kawhi wasn't necessarily, um, you know, one of the, the top players in the league, I guess, by like um, in terms of like a fan's perspective. Like when you think of the best players in the NBA, you would think LeBron James, Steph Curry, right? Kevin Durant. But um, yeah, Kawhi was definitely a very underrated player. Um, I'll go back to Tyler on this question. Do you think that that might just be because he was playing in San Antonio with guys like Parker and and um, da, 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 what's, what's Duncan, Tim Duncan. Duncan? Yeah, Tim Duncan. Um, guys like that. Do you think he kind of flew under the radar a little bit there? Um, because when he came to Toronto, like that's when people were like, okay, this guy's a top five player in the league, hands down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, his injury definitely played a big part of that, him sitting out most of the season before I think a lot of people probably forgot just how impactful he was and I, I think a lot of people were worried at the the injury just becoming a nagging thing for him for the rest of his career um so I mean I when I heard about it I also thought about an attitude problem maybe like he didn't want to play for the Spurs so how, who knows what he's going to do for us um but yeah I think playing with a guy like Tim Duncan who's a first ballot hall of famer and Tony Parker, who arguably might be a first ballot Hall of Famer too, um, you kind of you can kind of get put under the radar, especially when you're a younger guy. Um, but I think him winning the MVP um, that season, they beat the Heat and LeBron and Wade and Bosh, the big three. I think that kind of showed everyone who he is as a player, and um, I think people, a lot of people, just forgot that with all the injuries that have happened since then to him. Obviously, in that 2018 off season. There were a lot of changes that went on um, for the Raptors organization, um, especially, you know, coming off of back-to-back playoff appearances where they both, both times they get swept by the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James. Um, a big move was obviously James going to uh, the Lakers in the offseason. Um, but yet the Raptors still... Um, you know, they, they thought that they needed to go out and, and, and get a guy like in Kawhi. Um, they also made another move um, at, a, at a coach. They switched their coaches. They um, promoted Nick Nurse and they fired Dwayne Casey. Um, why do you think this move was important for Masai Ujiri to make? And, um, and also, I guess, you know, like I said, coming off of that second round loss to goal to uh, Cleveland where they got swept. Did you guys suspect a lot of change coming for the Raptors? Let's go Rayon first. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously it was pretty tough watching those back-to-back sweeps by LeBron and then obviously getting the name LeBronto. It's just 
pretty annoying, you know, it, it made us seem like we were just a small organization and um, we really did need to make a change. And I respect Masai for accepting that and going out and doing it. Um, I think a coaching change was definitely super important and was needed, obviously, because for me, my problem with Casey was that he was kind of stubborn, you know, when, when something wasn't working, he just stuck with it. And there wasn't a lot of creativity in the offense, especially it was just kind of give the ball to DeRozan in isolation and let him do his thing. And then, you know, he would miss a lot of the time. So I respect the decision for going out and, and bringing in new players and seeing promoting nurse. I think that was a great decision. Obviously it worked out well because nurse is, he's a great coach. He's a great basketball mind. And, and when we were down in, in different series, he knew how to adjust and swing the series into our favor. So yeah, I mean, that was definitely a necessary decision. Father, what were your thoughts on the coaching change? Yeah, um, I can't. Was that before or after we got Kawhi in? I can't remember. I think the coaching change happened before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then yeah, the trade happened. Yeah, I mean, I I remembered Nurse. Like, obviously, he was an assistant there for a while, and he he would do a lot of those halftime talks with the uh, the reporter on TSN there, um, and he seemed to be the only recurring <laughs> assistant coach on that talk, the only consistent guy. So. I mean, I got to, we got to see a lot of them, I guess. And I don't know, I guess I didn't really have that many expectations for him. Just being an assistant coach, you don't really know what you're getting. You don't really know what his impact is in the, in that dressing room until he becomes the head coach. Um, but I mean, ever since he's been in, all I've heard from, from quotes of players and interviews that I've seen is just how unpredictable Toronto is on offense and defense these days players are saying like it seems like they all communicate telepathically and they know where to be and what's going on and they're constantly adapting and changing rotations and things what were the two most popular words or the most popular term that you guys heard throughout the Raptors season um we're talking about last season last season yeah I'm gonna go with uh Load and management. Load management. That is right. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that was obviously a very controversial thing with the Raptors uh, involving Kawhi Leonard. He ended up playing 60 games out of 82, um, which is still a lot. And, um, you know, the Raptors really had to be careful with Kawhi because he did have, you know, the injury problems in the past and they wanted to make sure that he was healthy enough to go on a long playoff run and, and stay healthy as much as possible. Um, so, yeah, it was definitely very controversial throughout the season. And, you know, everyone was wondering if Kawhi is going to play this game. Is he, is he not? Is he going to sit out? Do I buy tickets for this game if Kawhi is not going to play? Um, what's your take on load management? Is this something that other teams should start looking at uh, doing with their star players? Let's go, Tyler. Um, I mean, it's like you said, it's definitely controversial. I think if, if your player does have an injury history or is coming off an injury, I think it's important, especially the NBA. It can be such a grind, like games every other night, 82 games plus playoffs is a lot of 
wear and tear on your knees and your legs. So I think especially if, if a guy has knee, hip, any kind of leg problems, it's important to, to give them some rest. Um, the fans might not like it, but I mean, if you want to see your team win, sometimes um, when you're playing against the Suns on a Tuesday night, you have to rest your best player when, when you know you're probably going to win the game regardless. And I think what I, what was the Raptors record without him? I think, wasn't it something crazy, like a really high winning percentage better than their, their 17 and five. Yeah. So, I mean, we, I guess it gave us a preview of what this season was going to potentially look like um, because I think a lot of us kind of knew from the start, it was a long shot for Kawhi to stay. Um, So I guess it gave us 20, 22 games to see what it was going to be like without him. And we looked pretty good. So, um, I mean, yeah, it was controversial, but I think the end result being what it was, I don't think you can look back on it and be too upset by it. Rayon, do you have any thoughts on load management? Um, yeah, like like Tyler said, sometimes there's some games, you know, you're probably going to win even without your best player. doesn't really seem like a good idea to put them out there, even if, you know, the possibility they could get injured. But, I mean, from an NBA fan's perspective, I don't like it at all because, you know, I, every time I watch, I want to make sure I'm watching, you know, the best players that the stars of the league that, you know, we all love. And I think also the NBA obviously doesn't like it either. And I think they were trying to implement some way to make the team stop from stop doing it. But I don't really know if that ended up working out, but I think it's going to be a problem next year because it, I'm thinking there's going to be like a condensed season and a lot of back to backs. And obviously if you want to have like the best playoffs you need your stars to be rested. Obviously, it worked out for Toronto because Kawhi was rested and he was able to carry us in a lot of those, you know, tough areas uh, in the playoffs. So, I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of it personally, but I feel like it's it's going to be sticking around. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that. I think it's something that a lot of teams will start to look at. Like Tyler said, you know, there, there are those really bad teams that you really just don't need to play your star players against um, and make sure that they're rested and take a couple of days off um, to recover their bodies. Um, but yeah, it is going to be interesting what they do next season and even this season because um, they, they will be playing. Um, they might be playing even like back-to-back games, games in the playoffs this year um, if they have to. You know, the official schedule hasn't been released yet. Um, for the playoffs, how that's going to work. So we'll wait and see on that. Uh, but yeah, going back to the Raptors, um, you know, despite not having Kawhi for that full season because of load management, they were still able to perform, you know, to, to a really high level. They finished the season 58 and 24, which was good enough for second uh, in the Eastern Conference behind the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, yeah, so a lot of stuff went down during the regular season. Um, I want to ask you guys, was there like a specific moment that kind of stood out for you that led you to believe that this might be our year? This might be the year that we finally win the NBA championship. Should I, I guess I should just keep saying names, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, I'll go, to, I'll go to Rayon first. Um, you know, now that I think of it, all of the like regular season kind of just like blends into one for me. 
from like all the years. I can't really think of a moment from last year where I thought that we were going to win it. Um, but I mean, I'm pretty sure this, that 58 and 24 wasn't even our best record. We had a better one the year prior, I think. So it didn't really, nothing really stood out to me that, you know, we would win uh, from the regular season. But I mean, obviously, um, even with Kawhi out, we were playing well. And yeah, I, I really couldn't pinpoint one exact moment. But later on, we made another trade and then we bolstered up the team better. And we brought in Gasol, which I would say made our team obviously like a contender. And then from that point, I thought, you know what? Maybe this could be our year. So I would say maybe that would be the moment. But other than that, I can't really think of anything. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking as well. Like, I think that Mark Gasol trade says a lot, especially if you're trading away a guy like JV and how much he meant to, you know, the team that that was. You know, he started off um, a part of that team that went up against Brooklyn uh, back when, you know, Lowry and DeRozan were still, you know, newbies here in Toronto and they went take on the Nets in that seven game series. Um, so it's a tough, it's a tough trade. Um, Tyler, what would, what about you? Was there, was that trade um, something that stood out to you or was it, was it a shot? Was it a player that, that they acquired anything that, that stands out to you? Um, I mean, I'm kind of with Rayon where the, the regular season just starts to all melt together into one big long season these last couple of years um I mean whenever your team makes a big trade at the deadline it always gives you some confidence going forward and I think the Gasol trade was big and like you said shipping out JV um for for an older guy like Gasol was kind of them signaling like we think we can do it this year um and that was obviously a big moment I think guys once you a couple games into the season the month or two into the season once you realize um Van Vliet and Siakam were both becoming the players that they were going to be later in the season um I think those were two huge players for us obviously and getting good production from both of those guys was was kind of what set us over the top um especially because they're both so young and there wasn't necessarily huge expectations for them especially Van Vliet being undrafted um so I think those two guys, when they started to really blossom, was kind of like a signaling, like, oh, we might actually be able to do something this year. Um, so I would say kind of the trade, but then also those two guys were big were big factors in, in me starting to, to believe a little bit. Let's move on to some playoff talk right now. Um, obviously, the Raptors did win in the end, but they started off somewhere. First round matchup against the Orlando Magic and uh, Terrence Ross. Uh, the former Toronto Raptor, obviously. A lot of people were saying heading into this series, they expected the Raptors to take it in four games. Thought it was going to be a walk in the park against the Magic. What were your guys' thoughts? First round, Orlando, were you guys expecting the sweep as well? Or how did you think this series was going to go? Let's go to Tyler first. Um, I mean, it's always easy to to write off. Um a six, seven, or eighth seed in the in the NBA playoffs because there's usually such a big gap there between the top teams and the bottom teams in the playoffs. But I mean, in professional sports, you can never really truly write off anybody. Um, and I mean, that first game really, I think, 
probably did a, a lot of good for the Raptors to just kind of shock them into saying we really need to step our game up. Um, because after that first game, it, that the series didn't look like it was at all in question. Um, moving forward past that game, it, I didn't feel worried at all during any of the four games after that. Um, so I think it really kind of got the Raptors back in gear. Um, but I mean, they, the I've I've heard a lot of good things about Orlando. They have a pretty exciting team there, some young guys, and they seem to play quick and have some good shooters there. Um, so I mean, it's it definitely wasn't wasn't an easy opponent. But um, we, after that first loss, we we took pretty easy care of them, and um, I think it was just necessary for the players and the fans to to know that we we didn't have too much difficulty and it was basically a sweep. If you just take out that first game where we weren't in the zone, um, it was basically a sweep. So I think we, we showed what we could do against them. It was a reverse sweep. I guess yeah. that's what you can call it. <laughs> um, Rayon, same question, but also Tyler mentioned that first game. They, it was a surprising loss. Um, were you panicking at all <laughs> after that first game or were you still pretty confident? Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I was, I was starting to panic because you know it's kind of it was kind of a thing for the Raptors uh, losing the first game, you know, of the series, and it happened after that as well. But I mean, in that game, Kyle Lowry drops a nice zero on the the box score, so obviously he was getting a lot of criticism for that, and it was kind of disappointing. But obviously, like Tyler said. It's always good to have, you know, your struggles like at the beginning so that, you know, bounce back and then keep your focus for the rest of the playoffs. Um, And I mean, yeah, after that first game and, you know, like a last last second DJ Augustin three is what finished the game off. That was kind of disappointing. But I mean, after that. He's also a former Raptor. Raptor. Yeah. um, I mean. Honestly, looking at their their squad, there really isn't that much to it. Um, so at the beginning, I was expecting you know it to be pretty simple, but after that game, that's what happened. Four games right after that, it's pretty good, pretty good mm-hmm. series. I just wanted yeah. to add one thing that I I kind of remembered my feelings about that first series. Um, I don't think I watched much of that first series because my attitude going in was I'd been disappointed so many times before I wasn't going to pay attention until they made it to the conference final. And then I was going to start to really pay attention. That was my expectations. If they were out before then, then I didn't want to watch them lose anyway. So, um, yeah, I mean, that first game was definitely kind of a shock. And I went, oh, well, I guess I'm not watching playoff basketball this year. But um, Uh thankfully, I was I was proven wrong. Um, But yeah. I had higher expectations for them, so I'm glad. Yeah, I think that's kind of what a lot of Raptors would be thinking too. Like, if you guys can't make it past Orlando, why why would I bother watching the rest of the playoffs, right? Um, but yeah, I mean that that first loss did surprise a lot of people, but the Raptors were able to bounce back and and take the next four games of that series. Rayon mentioned that Kyle Lowry dropped zero in the first game. Someone who did not drop zero uh, the rest of the series was Kawhi Leonard. He tore it up on the score sheet. 37 points in game two, 34 in game four, 30 in game three as well. So he was on fire that series and he led them to the second round. And we all know how that second round went down. Um, it was a pretty back and forth series. Um, no team had won back to back games in that series, actually. 
Um, heading in, you know, it's a tough opponent. You know, you got Joel Embiid, uh, Butler, Simmons, etc. They got a bunch of guys there. They added guys, obviously Butler, at the deadline um, to help them out during that season. Uh, heading into this series, how many games did you guys think this was going to go? Let's go to Rayon. Yeah, um, like like you said, the Sixers they had a pretty like nice you know big four if you will: Butler, Simmons, Embiid, and I guess Harris. And you can throw Redick in there too if you want. Um, so I definitely thought they're they're going to be a tough team. I saw this I saw this one going six or seven, and it could have gone either way to be honest. Um, because they had a they had a pretty good team, I would say, um, but you know, thankfully it worked out in the end. Um, but it was it was definitely a tough one to watch at times. We obviously we went down two one, I believe, uh, in the yeah. series, uh, and then it just went back and forth. Um, but a lot of the time in the series, it was kind of Kawhi versus the Sixers. We were kind of getting carried I would say and not a lot of production from our other guys on the team um so yeah but I I definitely saw this one going long because there are two pretty evenly matched teams and the Sixers are definitely strong Tyler what were your thoughts on the series heading into it did uh did you think that it was going to be a really big challenge for for the Raptors um I mean yeah, I I kind of anticipated it was going to be a tough series. Um, the 76ers have a good team, and they're uh, they're always a tough a tough opponent. Um, and there's my dad. <laughs> Shout out, Rick. Hey, Rick. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, they're always a tough opponent, and um, they they have a good, exciting group of players there. Um, they're probably one of my least favorite teams in the league. I just don't particularly like any of their players. I don't really like Embiid. So him putting up a fat zero against us in the regular season this past season was pretty nice to see. Um, but I mean, yeah, it was, uh, I knew it was going to be a long series. Like, like Ryan was saying, I was expecting six or seven. And um, I mean, I, I probably would have rather have played um, Boston than, than them, to be honest. Um, but I mean, it, it's always nice to to put yourself up against a really tough team in the second round so you know um you know what you got and you know um what it's like to to power through so we knew we were gonna get milwaukee um in the conference final so it was nice to have a a good test before um against a good team and i think really that shot in game six was the the defining moment of of the playoffs um in many ways and i think it really helped to to put Toronto uh, on the map with everyone. Everyone was talking about the Raptors after that shot. Um, you and... mean game seven? You mean the game seven shot? Is that what you're talking about? No, the Kawhi shot. That was game six, wasn't it? Seven. That was game seven. That went to game seven, really? Yeah. I always thought yeah, it was game yeah. six. Game oh. seven. Well, yeah, the game seven Kawhi shot. I mean, I'm sure he had a great shot in game six as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that shot definitely set the tone for the rest of the playoffs and got everyone talking about the Raptors and um, made people think, oh, they're they're into the fi- they're into the conference final now off this all this momentum. Um, it seems like one of the first times that Shaq and um, what's his name uh, Barkley Barkley were 
were in on the Raptors side. Um, I've never heard them scream that much before. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was definitely good to see. And I think it gave us a lot of confidence. Let's go back to the shot a little bit. Um, Cause I think that deserves its kind of own section. Um, yeah. I mean, that was insane. Kawhi Leonard game seven shot uh, defended by Simmons. Is this the dagger? Where were you guys when this shot went down? And I guess what was the feeling that 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 crazy ending to the game? You know, it was back and forth like the entire series, and you think it's gonna go to overtime. I think I think Philly tied it, and then the Raptors got the ball, and there was like I don't know how many seconds, maybe four or five seconds left on the clock when they inbounded the ball. You're thinking it's gonna go to overtime, but you're just hoping for for a miracle, I guess, and they get the miracle. So, so what, ha- what, what happened? What was the feeling like uh, watching that uh, go in, that shot? Rayon, let's, let's go. Where were you? What, what was going through your mind? Uh, yeah, I think I was watching this one, this one at home with my family. Um, and, uh, yeah, like you said, it was, it was like a back-and-forth game up until that point. And um, I remember uh, Jimmy Butler running down and uh, putting a layup through and tying the game. And I'm thinking, oh, God, this is, this is bad. We're, we're going to lose it because we I think we were leading a little bit, and then they brought it back. So I said, oh, no, this is, this is not going to go well. And then there's four seconds left on the clock. Uh, ball, gets in, ball gets inbounded, and Siakam sets a nice screen. And then uh, it's Kawhi and, and then Simmons, and then Embiid sort of tried to double team there also. Um, and then, I don't know, after that, it was kind of just in slow motion. Uh, Kawhi puts up the shot. He somehow got it up with enough, enough height, um, and takes what four bounces, I think it was. And it goes, it was like, it was like an end of an end of a movie, you know, like a sports movie and the ball's bouncing and then it finally goes in and then you're just like, oh my God. And uh, that was that was a crazy moment, probably one of the best sports moments I've seen in a really long time. Yeah, that that goes down in history. That goes not not just down in Raptors history, but NBA history, playoff history. That's one of the best shots I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess Tyler probably has the same answer to that. Like it was just crazy, and then yeah, the four bounces as well. Um, and then it, it put them into the Eastern Conference Finals. So I guess I'll ask Tyler this. Like, you, the Raptors are going back to the Eastern Conference Final. They haven't had much success there in the past. Losing to Cleveland. This time it's a new opponent. It's Milwaukee. What scared you the most about the Bucs? Um, for me, well, yeah, just back to the shot. Yeah, you said it best I mm-hmm. had the same reaction it was like slow motion it was um I just remember being more shocked I don't think I really yelled I just kind of stared at the tv yeah. in disbelief um but it was kind of like a uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh wow he knew it was coming yeah he knew he called it oh no why I, I don't get it I thought he was gonna say like uh oh, this isn't good for uh, Philly. <laughs> yeah. Then he freezes. Yeah. So, 
Um, yeah, the the conference finals is where where they needed to get to again to give themselves a chance to to overcome that hump. Um, and for me, the I think the thing that scared me the most about the the Bucks was they were a lot like us in a way. Um, I would say uh, Antetokounmpo was kind of he's a star, obviously, but he's kind of the Kawhi star where he's not he's a little bit low key. Um, he's younger, so not he's not established, I guess. Um, but he's a great player, obviously. And I think um, just where we matched up was on our star and then also on our depth. Um, I think both of us had a ton of depth at most positions. Um, you could trust the bench for both teams almost as much as you could trust the starters. Like they had guys like Brogdon and Lopez and Bledsoe and um, Middleton. And the list just goes on and on for guys that can that could come in. And it seemed like every game it was a new person for them that was – putting up points um, to, to complement um, Antetokounmpo. So, yeah, I think the, the thing that scared me the most was just how similar they were to us and how, how well they could match up to us position to position. Yeah, it was definitely going to be the hardest uh, matchup for the Raptors so far. So many similarities, similarities between the two teams as well. Uh, they were the number one seed. Raptors were the number two seed. Uh, Raptors had a bit more experience than the Bucks. Um, in terms of playoffs and being there before, I guess. Um, Raptors got off to a slow start in this one, though. They started the series off down 2-0. They lost both of the games uh, in Milwaukee, heading back home. You know, the Raptors had so much momentum from that Kawhi shot, from the win against Philly, and I guess, you know, a little bit of momentum from Orlando still. Um, but I think just the way that they won in Philly really gave them a little bit of a boost but then when you lose the first two games of the Eastern Conference Final, some of that optimism probably leaves you a little bit. You're kind of like hesitant now, like, okay, is it, is it going to be the same story again? Rayon, what was your feeling? Did you, did you lose any, any hope? Um, did you think that, you know, you guys were just going to be watching, you know, the same thing on repeat, the Raptors choking in the Eastern Conference Final once again? Or did you still believe that this group could come back from being down 2-0? Yeah. Um, I mean, just, just the way, like, the first game started, we were we were leading for, for most of it. And then, obviously, somehow Brooke Lopez turns into Steph Curry and just closes that game out. The and Buck then, or the Nets coming back to haunt us. Yeah. So <laughs> that was pretty annoying. And then obviously we lose game two, but for some reason I I felt like we could you know bring it back because obviously we we had been in this position before in the Eastern Conference Finals in what 2016 we were down 2-0 to the Cavs and we ended up getting two games uh, back yep. at home. Uh, well, obviously we didn't win that series, but I still had confidence in our team, um, you know, because we did play pretty well. I would say in game one it just ended. We didn't have that clutch factor at the end um so I wasn't particularly worried but I knew that obviously the Bucks are a great team and if they ended up sweeping us or beating us with one win on our side I wouldn't have been too mad because they are they were a great team and they still are obviously but yeah I wasn't I wasn't worried because I knew there's obviously um there's still games to go and it wasn't done and that's what happened yeah I think that's what the players would be thinking too, you know, that series is still far from over. They took care of business 
on their home court. Now we got to take care of business at home in Toronto. And that's what they did. They won. They tied up the series 2-2. And then, you know, the rest is history, I guess, in that series. They reverse swept the arguably one of the best teams in the NBA that year, the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, they won four in a row against them, finishing them off at home in six games to, uh, to clinch the NBA final. And that's something that's never been done uh, in Toronto Raptors history. They're going to the NBA finals. Um, when you guys hear this, are you guys thinking of buying tickets for the NBA finals? Like, we don't know if this is going to ever happen again, right? We got Golden State coming to play game one in like a couple days. You guys thinking of buying tickets? (laughs) Uh, I wish. Um, I think I heard the the prices of it and kind of went, (laughs) oh, I guess I won't be going. But I was definitely wanting to, to try to get downtown even though I was up in Huntsville trying to get downtown um, for a game. I was able to get there for game five, maybe, I think. Game four or five. Um, It must have been five because it was the game that we could have won. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it would have been game five. Unfortunately, we we couldn't win it. But still being downtown for that was cool, like all the different bars that were um, showing the game and just the atmosphere down there was great. but yeah, the the tickets were were definitely a reach if I was uh, a millionaire, maybe. But um, mm-hmm. unfortunately, not. Let's talk about the matchup. They're playing the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Golden State obviously is looking for that three peat after winning back to back NBA titles in the two previous seasons. Um, I mean, I w- I was pretty worried to be honest. I, I didn't know if the Raptors had it. Like, Golden State's good. Um, they might not be as healthy as they would have liked to have been, um, but they're still Golden State. They still got a great um, coach, star player in Steph Curry, and they have the experience. They've been there before. They've taken down LeBron James, which is something the Raptors hadn't been able to do in the past. Um, Raptors do have home court advantage, though. That was a big thing. Um I guess, yeah, what were your first thoughts on Golden State? Like, it's going to be a tough matchup. But um, I guess, yeah, what were your thoughts heading into the series? Um, did you think, like, it was going to be that seven-game series? Let's go to uh, Rayon first. Um, I personally absolutely hate the Golden State Warriors. I, Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Right there with you. Yeah. Um, I always have, still do. I'm happy they're not doing too well right now. <laughs> um, but obviously, yeah, they, I don't, I think Durant was already injured at that point, but I mean, it's still Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, uh, Draymond Green. That's it's a really good team. There's Boogie Cousins too. Um, so yeah, they're, they were a really good team. Um, so yeah, I, I was worried for this one. I didn't, I didn't know if we were able to to guard, you know, that many, players and be able to produce on the offensive end as well so yeah I was I was worried about that but thankfully we got luck on our side and they had uh, key injuries in different games which allowed us to take the advantage um, but yeah this this was definitely a, a tough tough matchup for sure. Tyler what about you what about Golden State made you worried or did you feel like it didn't matter who the Raptors played they were gonna win 
no matter what. These guys were on such a high after coming off that series win against Milwaukee. Were you really confident that that this was going to be the year that the Raptors were going to take the title? Um, I mean, I wanted to be for sure. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you never know when, uh, when your team will make it back to the finals. Um, and I mean, I, I guess I was confident. Um, I, my expectations were already met, I guess, them making it to the finals. So I went, Hey, if they win, then that's just a bonus. Um, but I mean the, yeah, Golden State, obviously they're, they're, one of the most hated teams to, to anyone who's not their fans, um, their bandwagon fans, I should say. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's just when, to me, um, Antetokounmpo is a star, but Curry's just on a different level. Um, and there's something about today's NBA when, when your star is an amazing three-point shooter, that's really scary, just how centered the game is around the three-point shot these days. And it's Antetokounmpo you're not too worried about knocking down threes but with curry he's clutch and he knocks down those threes consistently um but i mean the one thing that that did give me some hope um for golden state was their we're definitely a deeper team we were a deeper team than they were um their bench they have some character guys but they're not necessarily the most um productive guys off their bench so i thought that we could take advantage of when um curry and thompson and um green are off the court um and then, like Rayon said, Cousins was kind of an X factor. Thankfully, he didn't um, he didn't really show up, but he was always kind of in the back of my mind. Like, this is a former 25.10 rebound guy he had averaged across a couple seasons, so you never knew if he could just show up again. So thankfully for us, he didn't. Um, and then, like Rayon said, a couple key injuries at the wrong time for Golden State, and we were able to, to capitalize um, on that. And, yeah. Yeah, um, like you said, the Raptors definitely had the depth. And, you know, Golden State might have the stars, but sometimes you need that bench to come up clutch. And guys like Fred Van Fleet, uh, Serge Ibaka, he had a terrific NBA Finals, that guy. Um, especially in that clinching game, I think he put up either, I think it was like around, around 15 points in that game. Uh, Van Fleet hit some big shots throughout the entire final round Some deep threes deep threes over curry i remember he had a couple couple ones over him um so it was it was 1-1 in this series um after the first two games in toronto big big win in game 1 to start i remember the atmosphere being phenomenal there um first nba finals game outside of the states so obviously the hype is real um, and then they head to Golden State. And also, by the way, this is the final year in Oracle Arena for the Golden State Warriors as well. So there's a little bit more meaning to it, I guess, for them um, going back there and playing in front of their home fans there for, I guess, the final time, even though you know they're still going to be their fans at their new stadium. Um, so the Raptors, they kind of shocked the world when they went to Golden State. And they won. They won the next two games there, which is which is crazy. I, I never thought that that they would be up three one in their series against Golden State with a chance to head back to Toronto and win it. Did you guys did you guys think that that this was ever gonna happen? Did it kind of cough you guys off off guard a little bit? Because to me it seemed a little bit too easy, dare I say. <laughs> it might have been a bit too easy. I, I just didn't think it was gonna happen. 
I still thought that Golden State was going to find a way to come back and this series was going to go seven. But um, what, what did you guys think at that point? It's 3-1. Like, we're a win away. We're a win away from winning. So what was going through your mind? Well, I'll go to Rayon first. Um, yeah, 3-1 is obviously a, it's a good lead to have. But, I mean, we've seen Golden State be a part of 3-1 <laughs> leads on, on both ends. They, they win uh, against, down 3-1 against Oklahoma City. And they lose 3-1 up against the Cavaliers. So obviously, uh, they're experienced in being able to come back, but also lose lose a 3-1 series. So um, we knew that it wasn't going to be easy to get that last win. And uh, obviously, I think game five, uh, KD's coming back, right? So um, I was kind of scared. Like, oh no, they might they might uh, bring it back from 3-1 down. So, um, but I mean, I was confident and I feel like, I felt like we were, we would have been able to get one um, and we ended up doing that. So, yeah. Um, Tyler, Rayon kind of mentioned that KD injury as well. Um, What were, I mean, like, obviously, you know, the fans reaction was, was quite something to Durant getting injured in game five. Um. I guess what were what were you, what was your reaction to him getting injured? Because like, I guess in some way, you're happy that they lost their best player, um, and that's that might be your first thought. Um, but the fans did get a lot of criticism for almost cheering, I guess, when he was walking off the court. Um, I guess what's your reaction to that? I don't want to hear your reaction to him getting hurt, but what's your reaction to the negative? response that the fans got for what they did um i mean it just seems like golden state they just love to play the the sad victim card when they're down 3-1 in a series like it it, it, you you hate to see people cheering for an injury and you never want to cheer for an injury but it's just when when you're coming up a team that's never made the finals before in a city like toronto that's had such bad luck with sports over the last few decades um coming up against the team where they've the toronto raptors are always the underdog in the nba no one talks about them they're always the team from canada they always we always have this underdog complex um with us and then the best team in the league with all the stars comes in and then the star gets injured it's just a combination of a bunch of factors that lead to people cheering and like i said you never want to see it but i i do definitely understand the emotions and the moment that people have um and how big of a moment that was like that that's what changed the series for us they still managed to win game five but with Durant going down I I think a lot of people went there's no way the Raptors can can blow this um so yeah you don't like to see you never want to cheer for another human being's injury because they are human beings as much as we think they're they're pro athletes and celebrities they're at the end of the day just human beings like us and you never want to see someone else hurt um, but I do definitely understand the the emotions of of a lot of the fans in the arena at the time being being a Toronto sports fan myself. And yeah, KD, he was tearing it up too during the early portion of that game as well. Like I was getting pretty scared. Um, yeah, he was putting up so many points, possession after possession. So um, things weren't looking good at all for the Raptors in in Game Five to to start it out. Um, after he left the game, you know, they, they kind of got a little bit back on their feet and they made a game out of it. 
And, um, you know, it, it came down to that, that final possession once again. Um, not many seconds at all left on the clock. Um, I remember Van Fleet passing it over to Lowry, and Lowry had that open look. And, um, yeah, Lowry, Lowry got his shot blocked. And, uh, I mean, imagine if that shot had gone in, right? Like, like wow, that, that would have been insane. Kyle Lowry hits the game-winning shot to, to give the Raptors their first ever NBA championship. Um, but unfortunately that was too good to be true. Um, but unfortunately, unfortunately they lost the game and they're going to have to go back to Oracle arena and try and close it out on the road. Um, which is not what the Raptors wanted. They, they wanted to do it at home in front of their fans. Um, but Hey, you know what? A win is a win. So you got to do your business on the road as well. Um, and I mean, this game six was crazy. Um, you know, the, um, the lead into this game was, was still about Kevin Durant not being in the lineup. Um, if you guys remember, I think at the end of, at the end of game five, um, during like the exit press conference, um, the GM of the, uh, the Warriors had a very emotional, um, speech or a statement that he said about Kevin, uh, saying that he would be, he would be shut down, uh, for the rest of the season. Um, so it's definitely an unfortunate time for the Warriors losing, um, arguably one of arguably their best player, I guess. Um, and then they're wearing, um, during warmups, I think they all had, uh, Kevin Durant, uh, t-shirts on. So, you know, that was kind of like their, their rallying cry, um, heading into game six and you know, they wanted to do it for Kevin. Um, and you know that that's that's a good thing. You have to you have to gather around something when you're down in the series, and that was their motivation. They wanted to do it for Durant, um, but the Raptors they still had their goal in mind that they were going to finish business off on the road. And um, you know there was so many great things that happened in that game. Um, I'll always remember just that weird ending to the game. It, it lasted like like five minutes or maybe more than five minutes, but I kind of knew that they won, but like it didn't officially end until like five minutes later. Yeah. Um, I was hoping you would bring that up. I wanted to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, sure. What, what do you want to say in specific? Cause like I, I was watching with Rayon once again and like, we didn't know when to celebrate. <laughs> so like, was... when, when did, when did you guys start celebrating? It, I honestly didn't start celebrating because I was yelling at my TV over how frustrating, like I was just saying, of course, this is how it ends. Yeah. When a Toronto sports team finally wins, it's the worst ending to a uh, final ever. Yeah. They let Draymond Green call a timeout when the Warriors have no and timeouts I'm, remaining. Mm-hmm. It was just to me, the icing on the cake for a series where the refs were totally against us the entire time um, as they usually are. But maybe that's just, again, our underdog complex. But it just feels like all the time we get the, the worst calls against us. And just it was the icing on the cake giving Golden State a timeout when they had no timeouts remaining. I've never seen that happen before. I've never seen a player call one when they're out of timeouts. I've never seen one being granted when they're given timeouts. Yeah. Um, so like you said, it was just an agonizing. It felt like an hour of just standing mm-hmm. there looking at replays, wondering, okay, it's over. They have 0.2 seconds on the clock. Nothing can happen here. But yet Curry still manages to get a shot up um, and 
make it at least somewhat interesting. It's not like it was an air ball. It definitely had a chance if if that Kawhi shot went in back in the. Philly I think series. I think even if that went in though, they still would have won. I think no, it was, I think it would have tied it. Would it have tied? I think it was. I feel like it was four points. I think it was a four point difference. Hmm. Maybe I th- it was. I think so. It was so long ago, three hundred sixty-four days ago. Sorry, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was uh, four points. Four okay, point, four point difference. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I mean, I I knew it was over at that point. Like as yeah. soon as they inbounded the ball, like yeah, it's there's not really much you can do. But yeah, it was just really weird. Like yeah, it, it really should have ended. Um, like when I guess Draymond motioned the timeout thing, like that should never have happened, and the Raptors should have just won right there. I think that's what the bench was thinking too, because they kind of started celebrating because they they knew the Golden State Warriors <laughs> did not have a timeout. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that was just crazy how the Warriors got away with that, and they they managed to still uh, get a little bit more time back on the clock. But um, but it did not matter. It did not matter. Um, I remember um, listening to the mic'd up version of uh, of the game afterwards and um i remember that raptors huddle um before before like it all ended and they're all like game planning like yeah if we get the ball just throw it as high in the air as possible and that's it <laughs> so uh so they they just had like a really specific game plan to do in those final couple seconds they weren't overthinking anything they knew it was over they knew they had it in the bag um and then yeah finally when that Steph Curry shot missed and the the buzzer went out uh the Toronto Raptors were champions of the NBA for the first time in their franchise and they uh they would hoist the Larry O'Brien trophy and um I mean that that's a that's a crazy feeling um I I I know like Rayon and I were pretty hyped up about that um the, the reaction was was phenomenal i can't can't really put it into words it was crazy never thought that that um well i guess i did think that it would happen eventually but being from toronto i never thought that it would it would happen and feel like this i guess um so yeah i want to i want to ask you guys you know what what it meant to you um watching the final few seconds of that game and hearing that horn go off and what was the feeling like knowing that a team from your city, um, a team that you, you grew up watching, um, have been supporting your whole lives, finally achieves the goal. So how, how was that feeling? How was it, guys? <laughs> yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I didn't get to make it for um, the parade. I already took a half day off work so I could watch game five, so I couldn't really take another day off. Um, but I mean, it was it was a great feeling. Like I know Rayon and I both. Well, Rayon got me into the Raptors actually back in grade eight was when I first started, which was that first season, like right when they made the Rudy Gay trade and actually started making the playoffs. Like right before that Rudy Gay trade was when I really got into the Raptors and started watching. So um, for me, it was just awesome coming, looking back at where we started, the players we had, and um, like Lowry's always been my favorite my favorite Raptor and just for him to still be here through all that time with all the changes we've seen as an organization was, was just crazy. And I was really happy to see him get to, to lift the trophy and um, 
he just looked like he was he was so happy to have helped um bring that to Toronto and I was just yeah it was an awesome feeling to watch a a Toronto team lift a, a major sports trophy I mean the MLS CFC winning was okay cool but this the NBA one of the major four um sports was was definitely a lot more special yeah Rayon yeah I mean same here obviously we haven't had a you know, major sport win Toronto in our lifetime, at least. So uh, to see us win the NBA championship, that was pretty surreal. Obviously been been watching them for, for a while now. And, you know, they have a good group of guys. And um, it was like, a, it was just a likable team. And to see them win, again, for me, it was pretty special because they beat Golden State. And I was pretty happy about that. Um, but, yeah, just just seeing what it did. Uh, you know, for the city, uh, for the country, and, you know, getting some spotlight on us. You know, we are we are a basketball team now. Uh, we used to be a hockey city, but now it's like a bit of both. So um, that was pretty cool to see. Um, do you think that because the Raptors, you know, won a, a major championship now, um, it does kind of show the rest of the league that, you know, we aren't just some hockey fans. We aren't just some guys from Canada trying to to make it I guess in the NBA make it in the sports world um, but we are actually here and we're here to stay um, and I think that's also kind of what we've we've built on now after winning the championship um, we're just proving people wrong we lost Kawhi in the offseason and you know we're still one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference still trying to win back to back this year um, coming up um, so do you think that, you know, we've, we've kind of proven to the rest of the league that, you know, we're here, we're here to stay and you, sh- you guys should show us a bit more respect, I guess, in some way. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go to Rayon first. Uh, I, I think it's a bit of both. It, we obviously won the championship. So, you know, our American friends down there, they started to notice us a bit, but I still, I still don't think we've been given the respect we deserve. Like now, people are still counting us out. Like, I mean, we're the NBA champions. At least give us a shot, you know, because we still have a good team and, you know, we have a competent front office. So I think I think we should be given a little bit more respect out there. I think maybe if we keep performing at such a high level, we keep, uh, you know, developing great players and maybe attracting some big free agents, like, I don't know, Giannis, maybe. And uh, maybe we'll... We'll finally get that respect. Tyler, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's a shame that um, it took winning a championship for people to start talking more about the Raptors. I think I think people that know, that really know basketball, know that Raptors fans are some of the best in the league. Like you heard LeBron a couple years ago when that game where they beat us um, in Toronto finish the series out you heard him kind of salute our fans just saying how how he loves coming to Toronto to play um so I think people who knew basketball knew that Toronto was a good basketball city it, we have really good fans and every every game even regular season it fills up and it's a great atmosphere all the time um but yeah I mean it's nice to to have to force um the American commentators down there to talk about the Raptors a bit more, but it's, it's funny to see them still writing us off. Like the start of the season, they had us, some people had us in eighth place, sixth place in the East. Like 
it, it was crazy. I, I, it seems like they didn't watch Siakam. They didn't watch Van Vliet. It, it was only, it was inevitable that with, with more play time, with more touches, Siakam and Van Vliet were both going to perform even better than they did last season. Um, so I never wrote us off this year. I definitely knew we were going to be competing near the top of the East again. Uh, maybe not to the point that we were, maybe not that good, but Hey, um, I'm glad to be proven wrong. Um, but yeah, it was just nice to see, um, us win and us, uh, Americans having to talk about us and kind of solidify us as, as more of a basketball city. And I mean, I'll touch on Kawhi leaving it. It kind of sucked, but I, I said kind of from the start, Hey, if we, if we win the championship, even if he leaves, I think we win that trade for sure. Um, and we won and he left. So you can't be too mad at him. I, I, I don't, I don't hold a grudge. He gave us a championship and it's hard to turn down LA where he's from, where all his family's from and playing with Paul George. Um, it's, it's a lot to turn down to, to stay up in Toronto through the winter when it's three feet of snow. Um, so I don't blame him for it, and I'm just happy we were able to win because if we didn't win and he left, I think a lot of people would have a bit of a more sour taste in their mouth. But um, I think a lot of fans just realize, hey, he gave us what we wanted, and we can't, we can't hold a grudge. I think Kawhi would have that sour taste in his mouth as well if the Raptors hadn't won and he were to, to leave for L.A. as well. So I've always been saying that, that if, if they didn't win, there's a better chance that he would stay. Um, if if they'd won, then he's for sure gone. He knows that he can leave, and the Raptors fans will be respectful about it. And you know that's what that's what we've been doing. We've been happy um, because we we got the championship because he led us. And you know it's it's fine that he left um, for LA. And and honestly, we're doing good. We're we're still a great team, and we have a bright future. And Rayon mentioned Giannis. He's still out there. We can still get I him. I see the rumors it, all the time. Yeah, I think that's next summer, right? If he's a free agent, so we can go out and get him. Um, if Masai chooses to, I think he will. Um, it's. I think it's going to be up to Giannis whether he wants to come here or not. Um, but yeah, I think you know winning this NBA championship really opened um, a lot of a lot of eyes of people down in the states. You know, seeing how passionate our fan base is. Um, I think they already knew that we had a great team but um we just weren't able to get over that hump and you know I think Kawhi Leonard was the reason why we were able to do that a guy that we haven't really touched on too much is Danny Green he was also a part of that trade um I don't think we've mentioned his name at all actually but um yeah he's he was a big piece as well um you know hitting those clutch threes and that's what he's known for right Danny Money Green um and like also the experience that they brought both Kawhi and him, you know, winning that championship in San Antonio, they brought that winning pedigree to the team. And then also adding Marcus Gasol as well, that veteran presence in the locker room uh, really helps um, with guys like Siakam and Van Fleet. Um, so I guess, you know, that's pretty much it for, for that Raptors season last year. Um, looking ahead to, to this upcoming playoffs um going to be starting in august or july 31st i believe um we're going to be seeing some basketball so i guess you know the raptors have basically the same team other than green and uh and leonard um terrific regular season again nick nurse should be coach of the year um 
what are you guys' expectations for the Raptors? Do you think that they have a serious chance of, uh, of repeating? You know, that's been a, a topic that's been discussed a lot. Can this team win back-to-back? It's hard to do. We've seen Golden State do it. Can the Raptors do it? Tyler, go. <laughs> I'm going to um, cut these out, I think. I'm going to just, like, cut out me saying who speaks, and then you guys just start talking. <laughs> hey, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Be, I, okay, whatever. I mean, I'll you'll have to cut this one out. I'll because... see what works. I don't you'll have, have to. Why, cut... <laughs> right, you'll just leave the unedited... Uh... You never know. Just, just do it in post. <laughs> yeah. Um... That's what editing means, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine. I'm not an expert, all right? <laughs> I'm leaving um, this in now. All what right. what was your question? I completely forgot your question. Uh, do you think they? What What are your expectations? Oh, right, right. Um, yeah. I mean, we had a great regular season. Like I said, a lot of people had us um, written off uh, at the start, but I I definitely was one of those people. I figured we'd be near the top of the East. Um, I think we're we're the favorite coming out of the East. To be honest, I think we know what we have to do to win. Um, and I think we can get to that fi- those finals again. Um, and then it's just a matter of uh, who it's going to be. It'll probably come down to either Kawhi or LeBron that we play. Um, hopefully, whoever makes it there is worn out by the other one that they had to beat. Um, and they come in a little bit tired and a little bit um, stressed out from the, the series before. Um, yeah, so it's just going to be a matter of can we um, – can we beat the guy that led us to the finals or can we beat the guy that swept us twice? It's, um, it's a tough, it's a tough one either way. Um, but yeah, we're going to have to do it if we want to, if we want to repeat and can we, um, I think we can put up a fight. I definitely don't think we'll get swept. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of, can we get over the hump? I, I don't know if we can take four out of seven from, from either of those teams. Just they're, they're so stacked with, you got AD and LeBron, and then you got Paul George and Kawhi. It's um, and then Harris in uh, in LA too. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely a daunting task, but I think we can take a couple games from them. And hey, if you win one or two in a row, then um, that changes the series, and you never know what what might happen. Guess we'll find out. Rayon, final thoughts. What do you think the Raptors are gonna do come August? Um. I definitely think we have a shot to make it back to the conference finals. The finals, I don't know if we can make it. There are some pretty tough teams in the East this year. Obviously, the Bucks again. Um, Celtics are looking pretty good. Uh, Heat maybe could be in there too. Um, I just, I definitely think we can make it to the conference finals, maybe even the finals. It's just the thing that's bugging me is that we don't really have like a superstar. I mean, Siakam is obviously amazing. I'd put him up there with, you know, some of the best in the league. I just don't know yet if he can carry, you know, the team. But um, because obviously they're going up now, it's an NBA. Is the, it's like a duo league, you know. They got LeBron, AD, uh, Paul George, Kawhi. Can he do it on his own? Who would be the secondary guy here? I don't really know if we match up on that that level. But I mean... If um, the coaching, our coaching experience is great, we have obviously playoff experience for pretty much all of our guys, uh, besides for a few new pieces this year. It it's a possibility we could we could go back to back. It just we need to have a bit of bit of luck and things going our way, and maybe we could be there. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that that's a good way to put it. You know, 
the Raptors, they have a good team. They just don't have that star. And, I mean, it's a toss-up, I think. You know, it's going to be tough going through the team like like the Bucks again, Philly, Boston, or also teams from the West. Like, there's some really good teams there. So, um, it's going to be interesting. I don't really have a prediction. I think, you know, I've also been saying Eastern Conference Final. I, I said that, you know, to start the season – I think they could get to the Eastern Conference Finals again. I think now with this new playoff format, I don't really have a prediction just because, like, it's just so different, right? And, like, the circumstances that they're going to be playing under, um, I don't know. It's just going to be interesting to see what happens. It's definitely going to be uh, something to uh, adjust to for all of the NBA teams. Um, but I think the Raptors could do it. I think that they could uh, could win. But um, who knows? I guess I guess we'll find out, right? So that, that really wraps up our, our episode. Um, I want to thank you guys for coming on. Um, Tyler Moore, Rayon Youssef, um, you guys got any final remarks uh, that, that you want to say? Anything you want to shout out before, before going here? Let's go to, let's go to Tyler first. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I don't know. Thank you for, uh, for having me on. It's always nice to talk uh, sports. And it's always, I guess, we have to kind of look back on the past these days with no uh, sports happening in the present. But, um, yeah, it's nice to, to reminisce about um, the Raptors season. And, um, yeah, shout out Raptors, I guess. Rayon Yusuf. I don't really have anything to shout out, but uh, just want to say thanks for bringing me on. It's fun talking about last season. You know, we got to experience that uh, for the first time. And yeah, obviously we don't have sports right now, but um, yeah, it was uh, it's great coming on and talking talking about Raptors. Yeah, it was a pleasure having you guys on, and we got to do it again. For sure. um, follow at Unlimited Pod on Instagram and Twitter if you haven't already. We're also available on Spotify, YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, go over to Spotify and watch it if you want. Same with the Spotify. People, if you want to go watch it on YouTube, go watch it on YouTube. We got that visual aspect as well. And yeah, that's it. Uh, I think I got another episode coming next week. Um, But yeah, that does it for our Toronto Raptors one-year championship anniversary special. So that's it. Thank you guys for coming on again. And see you later.